Hello, and welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different cities, are at three different life stages, and have three different perspectives. They are excited to learn and grow alongside of you. This is a space full of love and acceptance, no judgment, because let's face it, we all sleep in our makeup. Please welcome Lauren, Megan, and Kristen. Hey friends, we have an amazing guest for you guys today. Her name is Christina Flack. She is a celebrity makeup and hair artist and the creator and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. Her work is inspired by her love of beauty, fashion, music, and art, and she channels these passions into her goal of making her client look and feel beautiful on the inside and out. Christina was also married to professional tennis player Ken Flack up to his death after a brief bout of sepsis in 2018. And since then, Christina has been dedicated to raising public awareness of the danger of sepsis and has partnered with Sepsis Alliance to produce awareness campaigns highlighting Ken's story. And we're just so grateful that she came on our podcast and we were able to learn more about what sepsis is and about her and her family and everything that she does. She is just a wonderful human and we hope you enjoy getting to know her as much as we did. Thank you. Hey, KK. Hey, Megan. (laughs) What's up? Well, we're missing Lulu today, or AKA Lauren. (laughs) Yes, we are, but we have a guest, so we're super excited to get to know her and for you guys to get to know her. Welcome, Christina Flack. How are you, Christina? Hi, thanks so much for having me. How are you both today? Good. Just hanging in there, super preg. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, I already told you that, but. And, and yeah, missing them. <laughs> I know. I feel like that's how I'll feel once I'm past this one. I'm just gonna love on the others that are pregnant and be like, I'm so glad I'm past that time. Oh my <laughs> gosh! After giving birth, is that it's like instantaneously you feel better. Like it's yes. It's like the baby's out, and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like me again. And it's in one. It's literally instantaneous. It's pretty. It's not a lot of things like that 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 you're instantly in a different feeling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And then you feel all this love. So you, you forget how hard it is. Cause I totally <laughs> forgot how hard the end was until I'm in it. Yes, <laughs> oh my gosh. It it's a, that's yeah. the best part of that. It's like, God gives this miracle, uh, brainwashing that you just, yeah. I'm like, Oh, Oh, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Y'all make me want to look into surrogacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so worth it though, I promise. Um, Somehow it is. It really is. Um, Love it. Well, Christina, um, I know we kind of already did a quick bio on you, but I'd love to hear just from you, your perspective, you know, where you're from and how you started Pretty Girl Makeup and just what got you to where you are today. That's a loaded question. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you can just start small. We can go from yeah, there. <laughs> I want to begin with that. Um, start I with am, where are you from? <laughs> I'm from California, and I am a celebrity makeup artist and the creator and founder of Pretty Girl Makeup, and I am a mother of five. I am also, um, I was married to Ken Flack. He was the former number one tennis player in the world with his partner, Rob Seguso, uh, in tennis. Mm-hmm. And he passed away. It'll be four years on the 12th. Um, so sorry. Yes. And oh so since his passing, I have been, he passed away from sepsis. And so since he died, I have been 
um, the Sepsis Alliance had contacted me and asked if I'd be willing to raise awareness to honor my husband's name. And I thought that would be a great idea um, to, you know, kind of dealing with my grief, at least trying to help others not feel what I feel. Yeah. Um, I also started, and then that kind of segued into how I grieve and, and grieving in a positive way. And mm-hmm. you don't need to be the widow with a black veil on and miserable. Um, I think that you can honor, you know, it, just because someone dies, you don't have to be miserable. It's That's not making you miss the more or like honor the more by misery. Because yeah. I, I also thought I had this kind of conversation in my head with my husband one day when I was on a hike, him telling me, I could hear him saying to me, it kills me to watch you crying at night in bed and I can't comfort you. Yeah. And I thought of it from that perspective, like, my God, how would I feel if I looked down upon him and yeah. my kids and they were all miserable because of me not being here. So I just thought, you know, gave me chills you saying that because yeah. I've, I've felt that from our mom too, because she passed yeah. away, you oh. know, a couple years ago, well, 2020, so not two years no. yet, but. That's that's fresh. Yeah. So I thought that, you know, I started an educational fund at the Northern Light School for my husband, Ken, and then also for my son, Bo, that passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, he was four and a half months old. Oh, I can't Christmas imagine. Christmas Day, he passed. Um, and so, and then I started a garden with my friend, Lisa Zimmer, at the Edna McGuire School in Mill Valley. It's an outdoor classroom uh, for kids with a garden and there's chickens and fruit trees and they have a kitchen and they do science experiments and they grow fruits and vegetables. And, you know, it's such a great process for kids from a young age to learn to plant a seed and see something grow. And then they harvest it and then they can eat it or do a science experiment and they sell some of the things it's sustainable. And I feel education and nutrition are incredibly important to me. And so I feel like these are ways that I, choose to honor my baby and my husband uh, by doing I love that. Wow. I love that you found ways to honor them um, because it, it is really hard being in grief ourself. It's just hard to find those moments of like inspiration to honor them because you just feel, I mean, to put it bluntly, you feel sorry for yourself because yeah. your person you is know, gone. <laughs> yeah, it's, true. it's so funny. My daughter, Melania had said to me right after Ken had passed and I was having a breakdown, I think, but she just said, you know, mommy, you have to be grateful for the time you had with daddy and not for what you don't have. And that's really true. We're not guaranteed, you know, a million years, even though, of course, that's what we would like to have with our person, but you really do have to be grateful for the time that you had. And I think if you can come from a, a place of gratitude, even though, trust me, it's hard some days when I'm like, this is fucked up and unfair and sorry about that, but that's, no, I mean, that's how you feel. That's how we feel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel fair. Um, but I also think of all the amazing memories and love I had from him and, and I'm forever grateful for that, especially because after I had met Ken, it was two years after my son had died and my daughter had said to me, you know, mom, when you met daddy, like you, he made you smile again and made you laugh and made all of our family like happy again. He brought yeah. so much joy to us. Even my 
kid's dad, my Uh ex-husband. And so I I really try to focus on that even on days when it doesn't seem easy. And, and, you know, with grief, it's one of those things. It's so intense at the beginning, as you guys both know. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I knew that when, after, you know, my son Bo died, I had, it was really, really awful obviously. And I kind of went down a dark path. So I knew that when Ken died, I couldn't go down that dark path again because my, how I, my behavior and what I'm doing really affects my kids and, you know, my business partner, my family. And so I really tightened up my already very disciplined bootstraps and started working out twice a day, not really intentionally, just like going for a walk. It calmed me down, going to yoga, Pilates, riding my horse, uh, you know, doing anything. It just kind of took some of the anxiety out. Mm -hmm. Um, I also felt like if I got too tired or too hungry, too thirsty, too anxious, if I didn't work out, uh, everything seemed so much worse than it was. So I really tried to manage making sure I ate and rested and prayed and meditated and everything else to just try and treat myself kindly during that beginning time, because you're just trying to find your new normal. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you know, what you're, what you thought was normal. I just remember, I kept saying that all the time to everyone. I'm like, I just want to feel normal. And, you know, I realized, obviously, I'm never going to feel that normal. So I had to create my new normal. Yeah, which obviously takes some time. Right. Yeah, I catch myself often being like, I'm stuck in this sad, like, depressing place and then I'm like it's almost like I want to be there because that's honoring her but then I'm like that's it's actually the opposite like by me staying in this you know sad depressing place it's I'm actually not honoring her and that's something I've had to like kind of wake myself up from more than I would like to admit but it's just interesting how that happens how it's like it's true yeah. yeah, it's so odd. I think we're so, as a culture, so ill-prepared to deal with grief and death. And we don't know. Like, we think, oh, we have to be sad and miserable. Or or after the first year, everything's going to be better. It's actually not true to any of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was interesting. My husband's uh, doubles partner, Rob Seguso, you know, he basically inherited me as a wife after Ken died. And oh. he one day I was like, you know, complaining and crying and feeling sorry for myself and, you know, just being a pain in the ass. And I mean, normal, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Not, like, <laughs> difficult, but I was just having a moment and he just said to me, listen here, Ken married you because you're exceptional. Start acting like it. Oh. And I thought, wow, that's, I really try to remember that. And it's the same with you guys, you know, your mom created exceptional women and you have to honor her and, and, continue to be exceptional, make her proud. She's watching over right. you just like Ken's watching over me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's what inspires me when I'm in the dark moments of like, okay, like I'm just, you know, here to honestly make her proud and God proud. And that's what motivates me and my kids proud. And I was going to say your daughter sounds wise beyond her years. I don't know how old she is now, but um, she's 28, but yes, she is wise. Beyond. Both my daughters are, uh, all four of my kids um, are very wise beyond their years. And it's so interesting as your kids, your kids are still little, but when they get older, it's so funny how wise they are. And you just look at them and go, okay, how did this happen that you became the the wise one and full of so much wisdom and knowledge? And it's, it's really interesting. I had dinner with, I'm in Los Angeles right now filming a TV show with Tyler Florence and 
Oh, cool. Oh, my gosh. I did a TV show with Tyler Florence. Stop it. (laughs) Yes. world. (laughs) Tell him him you know Kristen Redman from uh, Worst Cooks in America. (laughs) We were Worst Cooks. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. I will tell him. Well, Amberell was my chef, and I actually ended up winning that season. So he should oh remember. <laughs> that's amazing. I will oh. tell him. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, he's awesome. So he has been my client for 15 years. So, so cool. uh, we're now in LA shooting the Great Food Truck Race. And um, it's nice. going to be airing on the Food Network, I think, in July. So it's going to be really cool. So, that sounds um, fun. Anyway, I was having dinner last night. My daughter, Rose, lives in L.A. She's a screenwriter. And so we had dinner last night. It's so odd to like, I, I sent her a note. I said, oh, what time do you want me to, to collect you at your house? And she's like, mom, I'll meet you at the restaurant. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's an adult. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you know, I'm, I'm, it was just so, it's just funny when you, you forget. I, I tell my kids all the time. I'm not, uh, my mommy switch doesn't go off now that you're, over 21 and graduated from college and have yeah. a job. It's like, I think of them every day and I call and text them and I, you know, I'm, I'm that annoying mom, but you know, I'll I'm be, like, you know, I'll well, be the same way. Yeah, is that I love you too much. Oh, well, lucky you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. That's so cute. So your daughter said that about your husband passing away and I was just going to, it reminded me, my kids were very little, but they were really close with my mom. And I just feel like there is something that kids see that sometimes adults don't see and just have like that spiritual connection. And then you were talking about how, you know, on a walk and you heard Ken talk to you. I'd love to know more about, cause I feel like it's not something people talk about. Like you said, our culture doesn't talk about grief, about people dying. I know for me, I always like pushed away the thought of anybody dying in my life. What's that experience been like for you? Cause I know you also have lost your mom. Um, being able to like still hear them. Is that, is it daily for you or is it at random? Well, I think at the beginning when Ken first died, it was so, he was, I think he wasn't ready to go and he was just trying to keep connected to me to like tell me things and it's kind of softened, but it, he, at the beginning would play songs for me like three in a row and they would be just so pertaining to he and I or what I was going through. And that was I remember taking photos of songs or, um, this was a weird one. So our wedding anniversary is March 12th. No, he died on March 12th, excuse me. And our wedding anniversary is March 31st. Yeah. So after he died two weeks later, I was supposed to do, I was hired to do, um, makeup for a wedding for over a year that these people had hired me and they knew Ken died and they said, could, you know, could you please still do it? And I thought, okay, I'll do it. So I get to the you know, the hotel where we're working on the bride with my assistant and there's like 12 girls in the room. And I just said, look, make me, a cup, let me, oops, let make me a cup of tea, put on some like happy music and then I'll just paint faces. It'll all, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. And so all of a sudden, you know, these songs like Pink's playing Christina Aguilera. And then all of a sudden Celine Dion comes on with Titanic. Aww. And uh, I just like threw up my makeup brush. I'm like, of course this song comes on. You know, Ken always said our love was titanical. And so everyone's quiet. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm so I go, I'm sorry. I've got Tourette's, no filter and no boundaries. And they, <laughs> they said, no, we don't even know how the song's playing. Look, it's pink. 
And I like started crying because I knew my husband sent that song for my anniversary. Aww. Yeah. That. That's so cool. It's so crazy how that happens. I call, They call them God winks. And I feel like we've really experienced those over these last yeah. almost two years. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. I, I think if you're open to hearing them and talking to them, like I will ask him things sometimes. I'm like, babe, come here. I need to talk to you. I, they're there all the time. We just have yeah. to be open to it and, and see the sign. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to contact us all the time, but you know, yeah. Yeah, it just depends if you're open to it. Some people aren't, it scares them. Yeah. yeah. So I actually don't know any, uh, much about sepsis. Can you tell us what exactly that is? Of course. So sepsis is an infection of the blood and it attacks all your vital organs. If you're not seen and treated in a timely fashion. So Ken got bronchitis. It turned to pneumonia. We called his doctors at Kaiser Permanente. Their protocol is that you have to speak to advice nurse and then they speak, then you speak with a doctor. And so we were on with her for 13 minutes. Then she should have sent him to the doctor or the ER immediately. She did not. The doctor came, called a few hours later and prescribed cough medicine with codeine and an inhaler, no antibiotic, even though we made it very clear he had infection coming out of his nose and throat and was having a hard time breathing. Um, so cough medicine with codeine is very dangerous. If you have uh, an infection in your body uh, and you are not taking a can- an antibiotic to counter it, it will slow down your breathing and the infection will grow at a crazy rate. And that's what happened to Ken. And so when mm-hmm. I got him to the hospital, the next morning he woke up and he's spitting up blood and I rushed him to the emergency and he was literally on life support in 15 hours after the first call that we made with the advice nurse. So I, it was shocking to me that, you know, he didn't regain consciousness after that. And he passed away four days later, his arms and his, all his organs started shutting down. Uh, His arms and legs started turning black because of no circulation because of blood. And when I brought in a specialist to ask when that would go away, she said, well, if he survives, we'd have to amputate his arms and his legs. And I thought, there's no way that oh. my husband is not going to be able to golf, drink beer, you know, do anything. And, you know, that was just not an option. Oh, and God. so um, we had to take him off life support. And it was it was awful, awful, oh, awful. Yeah. That's horrific. Gosh. So it is – is it – so let – did I hear this right? If you catch it soon enough, it is treatable? Oh, absolutely. If you okay. have, if so if your listeners go to sepsis.org and scroll down, there's like a little diagram that says time. And T is for temperature. You can be either incredibly hot or incredibly cold. I is for infection in some form in your body, whether it be bronchitis or a cut tooth or a cut finger, some infection. M is for mental decline. It's hard to rouse them. They're just kind of not, they're foggy. It's, they're they're just not themselves. And then E is for excruciating pain. You feel like you're dying because you actually are. And sepsis is not one of those diseases that you can go, oh, you know what? If I don't feel better in the morning, I'll go to the doctor. If you have any of those signs, immediately get to the emergency or your doctor, get a blood test. And if you are septic, you know they'll put you on an IV antibiotic and you'll survive no problem. But wow. if you don't, like in Ken's case, there was, it, it, it got too far. There was no, you know, there wasn't enough. The antibiotic wasn't working. Nothing worked. It was just too far. All his organs. Once your organs are all shutting down, there's no hope. Right. 
Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. That's just uh, what I mean, it's such a blessing that you can now share it and cuz I mean, I to be honest, I've never even heard of that. So I and I hadn't either. So, yeah, that's why I just feel like it, you know, it's kind of you can't be married to someone like a Ken Flack who was the famous person and not try to do something positive out of this. Definitely. Because obviously right. this is such a tragedy. The world lost an amazing human being. Um, and I miss, you know, I lost my husband and my best friend. And so I, you know, I don't want other people to have this happen. I'm now trying to make, I just uh, won a lawsuit, a malpractice lawsuit against Kaiser Permanente. Uh, there was a two week trial arbitration and, and we won. Oh, and, good. Uh, I'm now trying to get them to make change with, if you call there, you can speak to your doctor and make an appointment immediately and not have to go through an advice nurse if you don't want to, because there's going to be, there is so much loss of life. They factor in death into their business plan. They know that they're going to have lawsuits. They know that they're going to, people are going to die because they don't, you know, they, they reward their doctors for not seeing patients and you can't treat people without seeing them. If Ken had yeah, been right. seen, alive and the judge ruled it that and so now I'm on my little soapbox trying to see if Kaiser will make change that would be awesome well that's super inspiring what you're doing because I think sometimes when tragedy happens people can you know hide away from the world but you're getting out there and making a difference and just appreciate you doing that it's very inspiring How would you say like personally, what's been, I think you kind of touched on it in the beginning, but like personally, what's been kind of your go-to when you are in a dark place of grief to, do you just kind of let yourself work through that? I know sometimes I've heard it's good to, like, you have to feel your feelings at the same time, but is there any advice you'd give, you know, to us or to anybody out there grieving that's really helped you? Yeah. I think first of all, making sure, am I tired? Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Have I ex- have I gotten some fresh air and walked around a bit? Because if I've done those things, usually I can kind of get myself in check. Maybe I need to go take a hot bath. Maybe I need to go get a massage. Like yesterday, I was having one of those days. I was feeling, I've been traveling a lot. I was in Den- I was in LA, then I went to Denver, came back to LA, shot the show. I'm, I'm exhausted. And I was starting to feel like twitchy again. I was just feeling like not right. I was just feeling over emotional. So I went and got an hour and a half massage and then I worked out and had dinner with Rose and, you know, got to bed super early. And I think those are the most important things. And then also just thinking like, okay, I'm so grateful. What am I grateful for? Think of five things, my children, my health, my work, uh, my happiness, the love in my heart, the purpose I have in life. I just think of things I'm grateful for and people I'm grateful for. And that kind of helps me get back. But I think usually it's mostly being overtired is the worst. For yeah. Me. It's definitely one of the worst parts for me too. And being pregnant, I like, I'm not sleeping well. So the hormones and the emotion, it's just like oh, recipe God, for I disaster. Really <laughs> and you're just like, I want my mom. This sucks. Yeah. I, I totally get that. I really yeah. do. And, God bless you. It's, it's, it's hard, but you know, I can promise you she's watching over you all the time, especially now. Yeah. So, and then sometimes I will ask my angels, please angels, dear angels, please take this heaviness off my shoulders. Just give me a little bit of ease. And that usually kind of helps as well. I 
do a lot of angel talking. I like that. Yeah, so I usually. Do we, so do I. Yeah, I <laughs> do a lot of Bible reading too lately. Uh-huh. Where I'll just start reading yeah. Bible verses, and it it kind of helps pull me out. Yeah, but. it's kind of interesting if you just open up your Bible mm-hmm. and just see where it lands. It's like, yeah. oh, what does the universe want you to see on that page? That's yeah, kind of our mom used to do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Where do you guys live? I'm in. So we're from Austin, Texas, is where we all grew up. I'm in the DFW area. Okay. I'm actually in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, nice. You know, Ken used to live in Nashville. He was the tennis coach at uh, Vanderbilt for 10 years. Really? Yeah. I live wow. very close to Vanderbilt. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm trying to get her to move here, but it's just so cool there. <laughs> yeah. I lo- you know, I love that little town Weaver's Fork. Yes. Right. So but cute. in by Franklin. Yes. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. It's beautiful. We're taking a quick break and we'll be right back. So a couple episodes ago, we talked about a company called Let's Make Art, and I'm here to remind you, give yourself permission to unwind with art. I know it sounds silly, but honestly, art is so relaxing, and whether you're a total beginner or you've mastered the arts, the supplies and tutorials in each of their monthly art boxes are designed to really encourage, support, and enhance your experience with art. So even if you're horrible at art, I think their boxes really just give, you know, that added boost to just try to enjoy art, even if you don't think you would. I know from my own experience how intimidating it is to know where to start, like what brushes and pins and paper (laughs) to buy, but Let's Make Art makes it so simple. With project kits, art boxes, and subscription options, they make it easy for you to dive right into the fun part of actually making the art and not having to worry about what to buy. So go to zen, Z-E-N dot A-I slash girl I slept in my makeup to receive 20% off your first order. It's time for you to make some art. And if you do make some, make sure to tag girl I slept in my makeup. We want to see what you make. So what about, can you tell us a little more about Pretty Girl Makeup? We we were just laughing of how uh, great it goes with our podcast, Girl, I Slept <laughs> in My Makeup. So I was just curious on what, what uh, everything that's about. I was, as I've said, I'm a mom of a million kids. I'm driving around all the time. And I was having a constant battle of drinking water and putting on lip gloss. It just, I couldn't, every sip, it was like I was having to reapply. And so I thought, you know, I can't find a lip gloss that lasts that's not you know, matte and drying. So I thought, well, I'll just invent my own. I didn't think it would be, I'm like, how hard can it be? (laughs) (laughs) Little did I know. Um, I met with a, uh, a beauty chemist and told her like what I wanted, the kind of the ingredients I wanted. I wanted how the texture I wanted, you know, colors and all that. So I thought it was going to be like, you know, a month and I'll be in stores and everything would be done. And I was so wrong. Uh, it took over a year to formulate uh, because they come up with a formulation and then they send it to you and you have to try it on yourself. And then, you know, you give it to a bunch of friends and family to see what their thoughts are. You get their notes, send it back to the chemist, and then they make revisions. And then once the formula is created the way you want it, then you start making the color, you get the colors the way you want them to be. And color is such an interesting thing you want. Well, as a makeup artist, my eye is trained so differently than, than most people. So I, I know how I want it to look. I also know that I'm self-funded. I was self-funded at the time. And I knew I didn't have a ton of money to make a lot of colors, but I also wanted the colors to look good on all my friends and family that are all different shades of the rainbow. So I, 
that took quite a bit of time as well. I wanted the red to be, you know, red is such a weird color. It doesn't always yeah. look great on everyone. So I feel like the colors that I created look good on all skin tones. And interestingly enough, look different on all skin tones. So Really? Oh, yes. It's interesting how everyone's skin tone, there's a little bit more pink or a little yellow or, you know, blue in our lips. It's just, it's interesting to see how the colors look different on different people. So yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I also feel like smells like perfumes smell differently on different oh, people. That isn't that interesting. That is yes. so true. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was this girl that I went to school with and she wore this perfume called De Borghese and I loved how it smelled on her. And then when I put it on me, it didn't smell the same. And yeah. I thought that was so weird. I'm like, no, I want to smell like her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's happened to me too, where I'm like, I love it. And then I put it on me and I was like, wait, it's definitely not the same. This is no, not. <laughs> isn't that weird? That is so, so strange. Yeah. So, so funny. I, mean, I was totally inspired by the creators of Benefit Cosmetics because they had such cool packaging and funny, you know, names for their products. And so I named mine, like I had one, uh, Rich Husband, Private Jet, Let's Go Shopping, Day at the Spa. Uh, pretty girl lunch. Uh, so I named them all these uh, oh, soulmates, uh, love of my life. So I have all these funny names that because I just thought, you know, as a mom, if I can make someone smile for two seconds by putting on some lip gloss or looking at, a, you know, private jet or let's go shopping, something funny. I just thought that would be fantastic, and so that's how it started. Wow, that. that's so cool. Work. You're not supposed to sleep in it, though, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> You know, it's funny. There's a radio host in San Francisco on the Sarah and Vinny show. She says she sleeps with it because she says she wakes up in the morning and her lips are super hydrated. So some people really, stress, some people do sleep in it. So this oh might gosh. be the one makeup we can sleep in. <laughs> yes, you can. You can sleep in it because there's natural oils in there to rehydrate and they're anti-aging. And- oh, cool. So where can well, you buy this yeah. lip gloss? Yeah. <laughs> prettygirlmakeup.com. We're offering a discount code of 25% with the discount code prettygirl. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to try it out. Do you have a color um, you recommend for redheads? I have red hair and I feel like. Honestly, all of them will be fantastic on you. Uh, Love of my life, soulmates. Oh, oh, honey would be pretty. It's kind of goldish. Um, Okay. Yeah. I like goldish stuff. My, I definitely have like an orange tone to my skin. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it's funny. Lover would be too. Yeah. There's, they're all, you would like all of them and you can layer them. You can put them, you know, a lighter on top of dark, or you can put it on top of a lipstick. Sometimes I will line my lips and put on a lip balm and then put it on. So it's not quite as sticky. Um, That's what so I do. Like, yeah. Do you really? Yeah. I always just put on lip liner and then I put lip gloss over that. Oh, that's perfect. That's great. Yeah. Well, try and add a little lip balm on before you put on the lip gloss. Okay. Well, yeah. my husband makes fun of me because I sleep with um, Vicks on my lips every night. <laughs> Vicks? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Good grief. So that, I think that <laughs> – I don't know if that's safe. <laughs> Not every night, but I just – I don't know why I love Vicks. And he, like, makes so much fun of me. And so maybe this will be a great alternative. <laughs> Oh my god, that is hilarious. That's funny. I do that when I'm sick, like on my nose and stuff, but not like daily. Yeah, I don't know really. if you want to put that on your lip, maybe above your lip. Um, <laughs> like go in your system. I don't know. I think we might have to have a talk about this after the show. But 
Well, hear me out. Hear me out. I swear when my lips are really dry and I sleep with Vicks on, it's like they're cured in the morning. <laughs> How about Vaseline? Or coconut oh oil. You know what's really great is coconut oil. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that. It is yeah. so good for your face. You can use it on your skin. You can use it on your hair. It's take off your makeup with it. You can drink it. It's coconut oil is literally everything. Yeah. I do love coconut oil too. So that's hilarious. I don't know why that reminded me of like in my big fat Greek wedding when he like sprays Windex on everything. Oh my God. I love that movie, but that's it. That's me with the coconut oil. It works for everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for everything. Your feet, your hair, your face, your mouth, your belly. Oh my God. That's me with Vicks apparently. Yeah. (laughs) That's your Windex. Yeah. That's my Windex. My husband would totally agree. He would be like, yes, he gets so annoyed by it. You know where you got that. Dad, I feel like dad does that. Oh, I totally, I think he passed that on to me. So. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Again, my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We got on a total tangent. That's so funny. Well, what's hilarious, not our mom loved my big fat Greek wedding because she felt like that was her. Like she was the guy though. Marrying into my dad's family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. They're not yeah, Greek, but they're like French, they're, Spanish. They're Cajun. Yeah, they're Cajun. Oh, so. And oh, she was God. very, she'd always call herself like the whitest girl you ever met. So she was like in shock. With, yeah. With all those relatives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And trying to feed her constantly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. Well, you know how families are. Yes. Yes. Well, and I wanted to ask one more question and I meant to ask it earlier. So sorry to like roundabout, but I know no, you, okay. you talked about your son who passed at four months and I just feel like infant death is just uh, one of the worst things on earth. My, one of my good friends had to give birth at 32 weeks um, to her son, Charlie, who didn't have a heartbeat. And it's just like, the hardest thing ever. And I didn't know if you had any advice for, you know, a, a young mom that is going through that currently, just because um, I know that had to have been one of the hardest times in your life, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, that was the worst, honestly. I mean, it's well, it was so magnified awful because it was so shocking. It was Christmas Day. My husband went and found him. We were opening presents and he brought him out. Mm-hmm. It was, it couldn't have been more awful. Yeah. The paramedics came, the police came. Ugh. It was, so it was so bad. It was like a lifetime movie that will never be aired because it's, no one would believe it. It's so bad. Oh no. Um, you know, oh God, it's such a different thing dealing with that sort of grief mm-hmm. than death of a spouse. Yeah. Because... I think you feel so, you know, you're a mother yeah. and, you know, my baby was a twin and, you know, he was only four and a half months old and it affected, I live in a little town in California called Mill Valley. It's right outside of San Francisco and everyone in the town knew. Um, yeah. I just remember, I remember everyone looking at me all the time, like making this tilted face, like, are you okay? Yeah. And I wasn't okay. And I remember just every, I'd go everywhere with like a baseball hat and sunglasses on. Cause I just didn't want anyone looking at me and the pity in their face. And just, it was, it was so awful. I don't even know where to begin with trying to help someone with that. Yeah. It's just it would be nothing other than, and I think as a woman, it's even 
I mean, it's not fair to say that it's harder for a woman, but I'm sorry, but I think it is. Yeah. Um, Well, because you carry the baby. It's y'all's DNA. You're like, it's another connection that men will ever understand. You know, to see my baby's casket being lowered into the ground was just beyond. Yeah. And uh, I remember having these weird thoughts of, I woke up a couple times, like panic, like, oh my God, my baby's up in heaven. Who the hell's taking care of him? Yeah. Like, who's feeding him? Like, I literally thought that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Who's feeding him? Who's going to change his diaper? Or, or like, what, what's he doing? Yeah. Like, but then I realized, you know, over time, I realized, like, my mom and my grandmother were watching over him and stuff. But, yeah. And then when Ken died, this was weird. When Right before Ken died, I said to him, do you want to go up to the clouds? Because that's what Ben, my other son, Bo's twin, said that Bo's up in the clouds. Uh-huh. And I said, do you want to go up to the clouds with Bo? And, and he nodded his head. And, mm. and so my youngest Ben was so close with Ken. I mean, that was his daddy. And I remember he was just so distraught over Ken dying that he's just like, mommy, I want to go up and be with daddy and Bo. And I'm like, uh, no, you're not going anywhere. Um, yeah. And then he said, mommy, he goes, you're, I go, no, honey, you're not going up to the clouds for a really long time. That would kill mommy. And no, you're not. And he said, well, I guess it's Bo's turn to have daddy. And I said, that's so kind of you too. And generous of you to say, yeah. yeah, your brother. So I felt like my mother and grandmother handed Bo over to Ken. Yeah. Yeah. I totally mm. believe that. I know my friend, just cause our losses happen so close together. She's, you know, we're, we talk constantly and she was like, do you think your mom is holding Charlie or has held him? And I was like, I actually, when her son passed, I like had a huge overwhelming like feeling that like, and it was like a visual of my mom, like holding him in like the heavenly nursery. And I was just, I know my mom's with like all the babies, all the kids. Cause she was just like the ultimate mom. (laughs) She had four kids and with all the animals and, it was crazy because there's we were like praying for signs and and Natalie's gotten my friends gotten multiple signs that like my mom has been with him and stuff. So it's just oh, and then I got a she sign. Had, yeah. So that's so doesn't it you know, I remember feeling before so afraid to die and like it's just so dark and awful. But then when you think of it this way, like going up to the clouds and you're with all your family and no one's in pain and no one's sick. Like it's yeah. not going to be awful. No. I mean, I don't want it to happen this minute because yeah. you know, my kids, it would just be too much. But when it happens, when I'm old and gray, exactly. well, probably I won't be gray, I'll still be coloring my hair. <laughs> when I'm, <laughs> my Botox isn't like, like working yeah, anymore. Exactly. I go up to the clouds, I, you know, I'll be with my husband. I'll be with my baby and my mom and yeah. all my up there so I yeah. agree it's yeah, definitely in a that. weird way death is like horrible when you have people close to you dying but it also has a lot of blessings it brings I think it's hard for us that are here yeah it's not good for them when they go up there I think for sure get easier and softer I think it's harder definitely harder to be here exactly yeah. I totally agree well thank you so much Christina, for just sharing your vulnerability and everything that you're doing. Just remind us one more time before we close out where everybody can find you and um, also find the the sepsis information. If you want to find out more about sepsis, you can go to sepsis.org. 
And if you would like to find out more about me, you could go to christinaflack.com. And if you would like to see our makeup products, you can go to prettygirlmakeup.com. And we're on Instagram, Christina Flack Makeup. Pretty Girl Makeup is P-R-E-T-T-Y-G-I-R-L-M-K-U-P. Awesome. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter. All the <laughs> we're things. All the talk. Yep, we're all over. Yeah. I love it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I yeah. wish you a, a very blissful birth. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'll close us in a quick prayer and then we will head out. All right. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for bringing Christina into our lives. Thank you for everything she's doing to be a light in this world and honor her family that have gone on to be with you. And thank you for our time together. It's just been a joy. And we pray for anybody listening that they just feel your indescribable love today and that they reach out to somebody that they love today and tell them that they love them because that's all we can do is love just like you've loved us. Oh, big love. And, that's what I would say. Yeah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. Well, thank you, Christina. Everybody have a great week. Have a great have week. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another week of Girl I Slept in My Makeup. If you like us, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about us or get in touch with us, go to our website, girlisleptinmymakeup.com, where you'll also find links to our Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it and yeah, make it a great week. God bless.